Hello everyone, welcome again to Mastermind.fm. This is Jean Galea, and with me today I have Tanel Oro from Reinvest24 and my dad Joseph Galea. And we'll be talking about real estate, crowdfunding and investing online. This is something I've been doing for the past two, three years now in various countries. And Reinvest24 is one of the newer platforms to come into the market. So we'll be looking at what they specialize in and how the whole business of investing online in real estate works. So welcome, Tanel, and you can go ahead and give us an introduction to your platform. So hello, my name is Tanel. I'm the CEO of Reinvest24. We are a real estate crowdfunding platform based in Tallinn, Estonia. Good. I'm Joseph Galea. I'm John's father. I come from the financial world. I'm a, an accountant by profession, and I've just retired from a big international company based in Malta, um, operating hotels, actually real estate. And <laughs> this type of crowdfunding on real estate is quite uh, intriguing, I would say. Daniel, you come from Tallinn, Estonia. I have read that you have been in the banking sector, and then you joined uh, Reinvest24, and you launched uh, the platform for these investments. Can you please give us a bit, uh, some details about your background? Yes. So before Reinvest24, I was working four years in LHV Asset Management Bank. It's the biggest investment bank in our region in Baltics. My main focus was retirement funds, the second and the third pillar. I was uh, building an investor's relationship and also leading a sales team there. And uh, what I kept hearing from the clients, especially the retail investors, were that they didn't truly like trust the funds uh, of uh, stocks, especially when we're talking about like long-term investment that they can uh, use in 20 years once they retire. And there was, uh, I keep hearing more and more about like how they prefer real estate instead of these bonds or, or any stocks, because real estate is something that will not go away in like 20 or 30 years. It will still be there. There will be always value. So this is how I, we came to an idea to lower the entry barrier for the retail investors so they can also participate in the real estate projects. Uh, so our platform tries to offer the equity investment characteristics giving the investors the same benefits and the security as they would have if they own just a part of that real estate. Because the entry barriers are very high to get started. You will need a lot of capital, time, and also market knowledge to get started. So Reinvest24 is lowering that entry barrier. You can get started with just 100 euro investments. And we do all the market research. And also, you don't need to put any time into it. You can be a truly passive landlord to just receive the monthly incomes as we will do all the property management as well. Yeah, this is quite interesting because typically investors on the stock exchanges are generally older type of people, let's say over 40. Generally, people like to invest in real estate because as you rightly said, you're investing in something tangible, which generally speaking increases in value over time, unless you know uh, some disturbance occurs near the building where the real estate is located. It's also interesting that many investors usually use the typical stockbroker who takes them, introduces them to the stock exchange, generally of their own country. You are offering something different, if I understand well. Typically, an investor in real estate would expect dividends long term or every year. And if I understand well, you are offering something that can give you immediate returns. And the entry barrier, as you said, is low. Probably also the transaction fees are low. Yes. So our platform takes 2% entry fee. That's basically the whole transaction fee there is for the user. There is no deposit fees or withdrawal fees. And we mainly focus on rental real estate, which generates you monthly income. If we compare ourselves to like a real estate rate or real estate open funds, then uh, we have some advantages. As in uh, real estate funds, you will invest in a, into a pool of real estate. You don't get to choose. You don't get to build your own portfolio based on your own preferences, based on the markets that you want to invest. Uh, you invest in one big pool of real estate. And uh, mostly the real estate funds, they make payouts uh, from the dividends once a year, while Reinvest24 is making payouts monthly as we receive the uh, rental income. 
So that gives an opportunity to reinvest your profits also monthly, not yearly. And if we are talking about the compound interest, it will give you a lot bigger effect in a shorter term of period. So these are the main advantages that we have in front of the real estate funds. Now, to set up a platform, basically you need experience uh, in banking, so broking, IT, I would imagine is very important, marketing. What kind of team do you have and uh, which main expertise do you harness within that team? Uh, well, yes, I would say that IT is uh, very important. Uh, we have a uh, very experienced CTO uh, who's been uh, involved in the past uh, 15 years in one of the biggest platforms in our regions, uh, social platform Rate.ee. is uh, also a real estate advertisement platform, Kave.ee, and also a uh, car sales platform, Auto24. So he's been involved in building those platforms that achieved uh, a lot of adoption, uh, millions of users uh, using them monthly. Uh, he's bringing all the experience uh, to building and leading our developers team to structure our platform in a way that it's safe for the investors and uh, all the functionalities, so the user experience, all that part. And also the real estate team is uh, something that is very important. Uh, one of the founders of Reinvest24 has been uh, working uh, with high-profile real estate investments since 2005 in our region. And they've actually been using the same same concept or the same model to fund these pro properties in the past. They were just doing it offline uh, through private investors. And the idea with Reinvest24 is to bring those investments on an open platform and making them available for everyone to participate. Okay, and how do you go about identifying the projects uh, in which you invest? And do you invest directly as well? Do you provide a market? And these are questions that investors would be interested in knowing about. Yes, of course. We provide a very detailed overview of all the properties that we list on the platform. And we are very, very conservative when it comes to picking the properties as we will be the ones who will be managing those and operating those properties in the next uh, five, 10 years could be even like 15, 20 years. So we, we don't want to, especially in the beginning of the platform, we don't want to bring any problems on the platform for ourselves in the future to deal with. And as we don't have uh, so many users yet, uh, we don't need to provide so much volume of properties. We can uh, really be picky when it comes to the properties. We have like around... Uh, out of 10 properties that we analyze, we usually list one to two on the platform, actually. So at this stage, we're rather conservative. We're looking at uh, very uh, a lot of aspects. Uh, of course, the location is very important. Uh, the liquidity, the price that the property is it under, under market value. We're usually trying to negotiate to get it under market value. So that once the first appraisal report comes out, capital growth, uh, we will already secure some capital growth for our investors who participate in the funding round. And also we look into a lot of options. If there is a possibility to do any developments, uh, like a construction works, renovations, or even like legal work that will increase the property value and the demand. And also that uh, will... Uh, have a positive impact on the rental yield that we're able to get, get out of the property. And as our investors are all also benefiting from the capital growth. So these are the main aspects that we look into. Also, existing contracts are very important. Uh, they, they can be very beneficial. For example, the latest, the property that we have open on the platform for funding at the moment comes with 10-year rental contract with uh, with a established restaurant. So this also gives a uh, uh, say it's like a secured investment uh, regarding to the rental income and uh, limitations also if the property has uh, a any kind of obligations or third-party rights uh, that can harm uh, our investors uh, and of course if we're opening new markets then we need to do the same due diligence about the new market where we enter we have this knowledge in the politics area in uh, Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania but uh, we are already looking to expand our property operations into other areas to offer our investors more diversification. This is interesting, but in order to do this, you would need expertise and time in order to carry out your due diligence exercise. Obviously, it comes at a cost. 
Yes, of course. How do you charge? How do you charge your costs? Well, the due diligence and opening new markets at the moment is being done by the real estateers team that are basically working free for us at this stage from the one of the founder sides. So this is like uh, his uh, obligations or he supports the platform regarding to that uh, area. But otherwise, uh, let's say the due diligence for some certain property or some additional works will be added to the funding target. So this cost will be included uh, all there as well. But yeah, opening new markets takes time. We've been we already started uh, in February this year to research about uh, some new developing markets, also some markets that are near us. Helsinki is providing a pretty good uh, opportunities as well uh, as the bank leverage is an option there. And uh, yeah, we've been working on this for the past eight months already. It doesn't happen op- overnight to open a new market. One thing I just want to make to comment on the fact that what I really like so far about reinvest 24 at least the properties I've invested in so far were was that there are video updates and the ones I invested at least there were videos of you going to the place before and even during the development giving updates and this is something that I miss on many other platforms they seem to want to get the investment and then once the investment is closed you never almost hear anything except if you're lucky monthly text updates on how things are doing. So this is something I think that's very important for the investors and perhaps a unique selling point of reinvest 24 at the moment. Yes, up to now, I think it has been manageable. If I understand well, you have started with Estonia, the, the country that you know most, uh, quite logically, I would say, and possibly most of the investors are from that region as well. Is that the case, Tanen, about the investors? Well, actually, yeah. Well, actually, at this stage, I think we have pretty much same amount of users from Estonia and Germany, but uh, we have a lot of more active investors from Germany today uh, than from Estonia. So. I would say Germany at the moment is uh, the most active. What are your thoughts on the wise behind? Because Germany seems to be the number one country for any platform that I speak to in terms of investors. Yes, well, I, I think one of the aspects is that uh, Germany retail investors, they're also, they have uh, a lot of trust into real estate as an investment. And uh, the competition has driven the market uh, the rental yield really low it's around two to maybe four percent at the most yeah in most cases two to three percent four percent is already you need to be a professional or you need to be like uh, having a, a a pool of uh, real estate that you can manage uh, that can that you can operate uh, more cost efficiently so uh, for them to come to Baltic's market for the higher yield as a Baltic market is uh, providing the top performing rental yield in the Eurozone. But for them to enter here, it's, it's quite difficult. And reinvest is a gateway for them. It also, since like you said, a lot of platforms have uh, a lot of investors from Germany. Uh, most platforms in our region, they offer pretty much same product or same instrument. It's the loans, credit loans, real estate loans. Some platforms, they even use uh, the same loan originators. So for them, it's the reinvest 24 is also a great diversification option to have something totally different in their portfolio from our region. I'd like you to expand a bit on the this thing with loans because I had read one important, one very interesting article on your own blog about like the pros and cons of investing and in loans versus actual shares and properties. And I had some bad experiences as well, investing in loans, for example, with Lendy, a UK platform that went bankrupt, basically. So I think there's much more scope for abuse when you're doing loans versus investing in properties in the way you do it. So I'd like to hear from your end why you think this type of investment is better for the investor. Yeah, I wouldn't say like uh, it's uh, like a better. It's always like the preferences of the investors. The loans work well, especially the real estate loans when the market is growing. But uh, what's going to happen when the market slows down? Are the developers able to pay out this uh, Pay, repay these expensive loans and uh, what's going to be the value, the real value of the real estate project, the unfinished development project, if we talk about uh, mortgages. So yeah, rental real estate is very sustainable. Even if we look back in 2008 uh, housing crisis in our area, 
some of the real estate uh, prices uh, in some areas, the real estate prices dropped around like 40, even like 50%. But at the same time, what we saw was that the rental demand for both commercial and living spaces were actually increasing. Since the banks didn't give out loans, it was really hard to buy anything. So the rental demand will still be there even if things go south or even in the times of crisis. And uh, so your investment on Reinvest24 will still generate you a healthy, positive cash flow. Uh, we might need to drop the rental prices 20, maybe, maybe 10, maybe 20% at most. But you will not lose your capital. The market will recover over time. And while you're waiting for the market to recover, you're still receiving monthly payouts. So the danger of losing your capital or like losing more than 50% of your investment from the rental real estate is, is very low. It might be in some cases, but if we talk about like the capital cities of the Baltics, uh, Thailand, for example, if you have some rental real estate in city center here, it will survive. It will uh, survive and thrive throughout the cycles. Well, investors, when they look at real estate, they see it this way. If they put equity, they rank last. If they buy bonds or they put in loans, usually they have a hypothetical security, first ranking in their favor. Therefore, it's a plus and a minus, no? There are the valuation of the property might have been inflated. The, the valuation uh, plays a very important part as well, because if I understand well uh, in the 14 plus return that you have been experiencing overall, you have the appreciation of, of the projects. Therefore, if I buy equity, uh, what kind of security? If there are bank loans, I would imagine that the bank loans would uh, have a first ranking hypothetic in their favor, no? A pledge in their favor. Yeah, we don't use any banks. We don't use any leverage. We actually give our users the first rank always. So we cannot uh, register all 100 euro investors as the co-owners of the SPV or the property itself. So we use this uh, fra legal framework that's tied to the SPV income. And we use a collateral agent that holds a first rank mortgage in favor of the investors. Okay, therefore, the funding comes from the crowd. Only from the crowd, yeah. And that's one of the reasons that we haven't used bank leverage. It would like help us to pick up bigger deals and might be might even help us to maximize the yield. But at the same time, the risk profile will change totally as the banks will always take the first rank and they, they want full control over the collateral. If uh, they, they just want their money back, they don't care about who's on the second rank, right? So this is something... Sometimes they refuse to yeah, accept the second that. ranking. So we don't we don't use bank leverage. We only fund the projects from the crowd. But if the crowd does not subscribe for all the financing that is required, does um, reinvest twenty four step in like an underwriter? Well, yeah, we invest our own funds also into the projects, and we have a network of private investors who've been uh, investing uh, offline previously. So we have uh, opportunities to get uh, missing funding from our private investors, from our owners, or we can invest ourselves. At this stage, we're like choosing the properties that are not too big for our platform. So we're, we're keeping that in mind as well. We don't list anything like with a funding uh, target uh, around like 1 million which would be like a preferable option for us. But at this stage, we need to grow our user base before we can do that. Yeah, I would say that on average, it's about 200,000. Yes, at this stage, it's on average around 2,000, uh, 200,000, sorry. Yeah, it's quite low, but I would imagine that once success keeps coming, you would start becoming more ambitious, no? Yes, of course. Well, if we could, if we would, if we would have that like critical mass of users already, we would be more than happy to list uh, properties over 1 million euro since it's, um, it's too big for, for like, uh, private investors and too small for funds. So it's like somewhere in the, we would like to target that size of properties that are not big enough for big players and too big for the small players. That uh, helps us also. The liquidity is quite low for these kind of properties, and that also helps us to negotiate the best terms for our investors. Therefore, you are finding the right niche. Yeah, you know that would give you <laughs> a good customer base. Now, if you expand overseas, your direct input will start becoming a little bit problematic because we have twenty-four hours maximum on our hands. Um, do you? Um, 
plan any expansion overseas, like having an overseas office? Yes, that would be like the like the long term vision that uh, we we have here. We would like to offer our investors uh, properties worldwide and have property operations worldwide. But we need to start from Baltics. We will move on to Europe. We yes, like in the Europe also the the laws or the or the regulations are like pretty much similar. We can expand more easily if we if we're talking about like moving our operations overseas. Then that will be a totally different game, and uh, we would need to grow a lot to achieve that. It might be a ten year ten year goal. Yeah, talking about mult at the moment, there's a craze of investments in <laughs> in real estate. Property keeps going up in value. I mean exponentially. Mult is small can be an option other other countries can can offer um, good options your return 14 plus percent is impressive okay you factor in the valuations as john rightly pointed out but this kind of return is impressive because typically a bond in a real estate company at the moment would struggle to go beyond four percent in terms of return good for the <laughs> for the company issuing the bonds, but not so good for the investors. A return of 14% is uh, very high. The perception can be that it's risky. That's that's why it's high, because usually the market is such that things balance out, risk and reward, risk and reward. Therefore, this thing of 14%, do you think is, is sustainable in the long term? I think it is sustainable in politics area. Since uh, the market is too small for big players to come in, and then also if we talk about uh, like funds, for example, they they have a very big capacity, very they have a lot to invest. If we would have like uh, five hundred million to invest, it would be extremely hard to get fourteen percent from that. But at the moment, if we're working on like two hundred thousand euro investments, then I think it's not too hard. So yeah, it it will be more more it will become more more uh, difficult uh, once the volume picks up, and uh, we will start to manage hundreds of millions. Uh, but at this stage, I would say for the next uh, five years, it's pretty pretty safe to say that we will be able to provide average at least from the Baltics for fourteen percent. Uh, this this fourteen point six percent is actually uh, made. It's it's actually f- from the previous investments that were made offline since 2005 right yes in that 13 basically 12 years period until 2017 and we had a crisis and we had a correction period the financial crisis financial cri- <laughs> housing crisis we had that period in the middle there as well but uh, this this is still the result if you go to the platform and you go to the properties section you can click on the exited properties from there you will see the properties that will actually exited uh, were funded on the platform and that we exited uh the latest property generated 24.3 percent yeah therefore um if i were a german yeah in germany typically the returns are low germany is considered to be a very <laughs> safe safe uh, country to invest in and uh, obviously the returns are then relatively low Therefore, I'm not surprised that the Germans are investing in the Baltics. The Baltics, as I see them, are emerging countries like Malta. They have joined the European Union in 2004 together, including Malta. Therefore, these are emerging countries. When you go to uh, established uh, markets, you know, saturated, sometimes uh, giving very, very low returns. Therefore, you have to really identify the right market, and that would give you the edge. in, in offering uh, investors these high returns, if you keep focused on taking these up, uh, taking these opportunities going forward. Well, well, yeah. Well, I would say that even like you can consider the Spain to be a uh, established market as well, low risk uh, area. But at the same time, you will be able to get about eight eight percent net income from short term rental apartments in the resort areas. So we, we always need to like find our niche in the market. Also, Portugal offers a pretty, pretty, pretty high income uh, from the short term rental. I'm pretty sure Malta as well as their, their, 
the tourism is uh, very high there and uh, you can even achieve uh, above 10% uh, rental income from uh, this type of properties. So we will need to identify the niche and uh, understand the the market. But yeah, we don't plan to go to Germany or or any established market where the yields are around like 5%. We rather look for development markets or niche markets uh, where we can provide at least above 10% combined yield in the long term. What do you think about the Russian market? I see that you have apparently have Russian investors since you're providing the the website in Russian as well. How is the situation with investors? What's the feedback from investors there? And whether you have any plans to move into the Russian market? Yeah, well, we don't actually have uh, so many investors from actually Russia. They are mostly uh, Russians who live in Europe, like, uh, for example, in in Estonia, Latvia, uh, Bulgaria. We have a lot of Russian investors from there. So we don't really target Russian market that much because it's, there are some like, um, like sanctions and regulations that makes it more difficult and when we talk about like property operation wise then it's too risky since the, you you know you, you can earn like 20% uh, a year and then the the currency in Russia will drop 25% so you will basically lose it all so the currency risk is there also the same goes to Ukraine for example so we would rather stay in the eurozone where we don't have this currency risk what about due diligence on the investors what kind of know your client or the other way around. How, how do you do it? Or do you do it at all? <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, we, we, we do the pretty, pretty much uh, regular uh, AML. Uh, the regular AML regulations apply to us. We need to have the document from the both side of the of our clients to identify them. We will need to make go the, run them through the database of the government to see if they have... Uh, document is uh, valid or it's pretty much the same as all the other p2b platforms in our regions uh, I, I believe even like all over europe at this moment at this moment are doing uh, the regulations might get more tighter in the future as we expect to see uh, overall regulations uh, in the european union but at this stage that's yeah, a war on money laundering yeah but at this stage it's uh, it's pretty pretty simplified and uh, we're looking also some into some options to automate this. Uh, at the moment, we're doing this manually, but uh, we're looking into some options to uh, automate this process. Uh, but of course, the final confirmation will be made by a human. We cannot automate it fully. <laughs> but if I invest 100 euros, is this the minimum that that you seek? Or Yes, the 100 euro is the minimum in the funding round, but you could even invest one euro you know, on the secondary market, which will be launched uh, in the near future, I would say, like, you know, within, it's, it's actually pretty much ready to launch. But, uh, yeah, there are some small details that we're working on mostly on the front end design. But yeah, you could invest uh, just one euro on the secondary market. But if I invest a hundred euro, do you carry out a due diligence on me? Yes, of course. We need to do it on all, all users. Doesn't matter if you even in, start to invest. If, yeah, yeah. I'm asking this question. It happens when you sign yeah. up. When you sign up, you have to go through the due diligence before you're yes, allowed to yes. invest. It doesn't matter the size. For 100 euros, it's rather expensive, I would say, for you. Yeah, we will hope that you will invest more than 100 euros <laughs> in longer <laughs> term, maybe. Yeah, we have a lot of investors who started out with 100 euro investments, and we can see that over time, when their trust towards the platform grows, their investments also grows. It doesn't mean that 100 euros is the most you you will be investing on the platform if your first investment is 100 euros so it we cannot like selectively do the due diligence on based on your prof, like your investment size of course if the investments will grow like uh, six figures then uh, we will need to be more careful and need to maybe re uh, reevaluate your due diligence and uh, go through your documents again and uh, especially when you're going to withdraw a bigger amount of uh, funds uh, from the platform, then there might be some additional uh, information needed. And with regards to perhaps a security point of view, why is there no two-factor authentication authentication implemented yet? 
Uh, yes, this is not the first time I've been getting that question. Uh, this is uh, something that's on the pipeline uh, that we're working on, but uh, we, we don't want to take our IT team focus off the secondary market before it's fully launched. So we don't give them anything else before this is fully done and live. Then we can move on to some other other things we have, like uh, 50 things in the pipeline already. But uh, yeah, we need to keep their focus on the secondary market at this moment. And uh, we can move forward once it's fully live and functional. For the non-technical listeners, Mijan, uh, um, you wanted to continue? Yeah, it's a problem. Okay. With, so basically, when you log in on many of the platforms, you log in with your username and password. And if you log into your bank account, as you know, you have like a, a key or you use your phone to generate a number, which goes in addition to your password. And that's called two-factor authentication because you're using your password, one factor, and the two-factor, the second factor, is the number you generated from your phone or other device. And so many of the platforms so far only have the username and password, which is like, to be honest, it's quite unsafe security wise, especially when we're dealing with websites where they're handling money, no? They're handling your money. Uh, so that's a problem with many platforms. I think right now only Mintos um, from the ones I've looked at implemented. But yeah, it's a weakness I've found on many platforms Frankly, I don't really understand why it hasn't been implemented. So it's good to hear that it's coming. Soon. Yeah, it is, it's actually not that uh, difficult to implement this. Uh, but uh, uh, there are still a lot of aspects that you need to go through and uh, it still needs the full focus. Uh, you cannot put it live. Uh, but uh, if we talk about security, then, I mean, even if someone gets your password and logs into your account, they cannot withdraw the, the funds to their account. The funds can only be withdrawn to your, the bank, the bank account, the IBAN account needs to be on your name where you withdraw the money. So they cannot actually like steal your money, but they can do some stupid investments or, you know, there could be, <laughs> could, could be some, some security risk there. So we want to get that sorted as well. And uh, this is in the pipeline for sure. Tunnel for um, whoever is not so conversant with these terms, when you say SPV, I understand special purpose vehicle. I think it's good that we discuss this a bit and also the term the secondary market. Yeah, so the SPV is a private limited company. We register a new company for each property uh, to purchase the property and uh, to operate the property. So this is the single purpose that this uh, private limited company has. By using this uh, these SPVs, we are able to keep all the properties financially independent from each other and uh, even from the platform itself. So if the platform goes bankrupt and closes its doors, then it will not have any effects on the, on these properties or in the or on these uh, private limited companies. It's an important So this point. is how yeah, this is how we keep uh, all the investments and all the properties separated from each other. So let's say we have problems with one of the one of the properties it's not going to affect the yields on the other ones. So this is the, one of the points that I that I talked earlier as well. If we compare ourselves to real estate funds, if we don't use this uh, structure, then uh, we basically have the same. We're basically the same as real estate funds. So this is how you can choose the properties you would like to invest into and build your portfolio based on your preferences. And the risks are totally separate as well. And when you say the secondary market. Yes, the secondary market is a marketplace where users can sell their shares before if they want to exit. We bring liquidity to the secondary market. Uh, like I said earlier, there are no limitations, no minimum buy orders or sell orders. Uh, you can purchase the sell order partially. So basically, if you're selling 100 shares, there are going to be 100 buyers. And, uh, okay, let's go a step back. Therefore, uh, a project is fully funded. Yes. Uh, it starts operating. Then um, the secondary market would be uh, relating to the transactions that happen after that um, the project yeah. is fully funded. Yeah. We will issue shares once the property is fully funded. The funding round typically is that w one euro equals one share of the property. So this is the book value you can always, if you're selling your shares, you can always choose uh, the price. You can sell it under the market value if you want to 
if you need the funds fast or you can sell it on the market value, which might take a week or few to get you exited from the investment. But uh, yeah, I would like to come back to the liquidity uh, topic here. There are no minimums on the secondary market. So if, if let's say you invest 500 euros, your rental income monthly will not be enough to reinvest that money, the funding round, since its minimum is 100 euro, it will take quite a quite some time for you to collect uh, enough funds through from the rental income to reinvest it. But you can reinvest even one euro through the secondary market. So uh, we see that the investors are more into investing uh, in some period. Uh, it might be two two years, it might be five years, and that on that period they want to reinvest their profits on the platform. But if there is demand and no supply, do you intervene and create the market? Uh, no, yes. In that case, we will need to bring more uh, properties on the platform and we might lower the minimum investment uh, on the funding round as well to, for some properties at least. But otherwise, we want to keep it uh, 100 euros so the reinvesting the rental income will bring the liquidity to the secondary market. But if I want to exit, I want to sell. Do you help me in giving me an indication of the selling price? Yes, uh, the book value will be the indication. It will be the, the funding target, valuation of the funding target at first. But uh, we will uh, order a new appraisal report once a year. It will happen in December. We're already preparing to do that. So there will be new appraisal reports from established uh, real estate agency conducted once a year. And that valuation will give you the new book value. So if the funding round one share was valued at one euro and the property is now valued uh, in the new appraisal report, let's say 10% uh, more, then uh, the book value for one share is 1.1 euro. Okay, that's the book value. But what about the market value, supply and demand? The market value is the book value. This is how we give you an indication of the what? Then it would be up to the person who wants to exit, if he wants to decrease his asking price to exit quickly. Obviously, it's uh, yes. his choice. We, no? we, were, we were discussing this option as well, to have this indication of the actual market price, what, what, what level uh, the, the deals are made on the secondary market. But uh, it's, it seemed a little bit... Uh, the, the book value from the appraisal report seems to be a better indication. Therefore, the platform does not match buyers and sellers. I mean, uh, how, how does it work? You want people to, uh, you, you have people who want to invest and people who want to exit. It does match them in the secondary market. Yeah. This is the secondary market. It's basically a page. Yeah, but, but how does it work? It actually works like a stock exchange. Uh, I, I think our uh, secondary market is... Uh, why it has been taking so long to launch it is that it's uh, it's not simplified like a marketplace like I would say most of the other platforms have. We want to make it as uh, similar as possible to stock exchange where you have sell orders, you have the buy orders, where the buyer and the seller meets in the middle and uh, you can purchase, uh, like I said earlier, just a uh, partially the sell order. You don't need to purchase the whole like uh, many other platforms have. So uh, it's 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 basically like a stock exchange. And the return of fourteen plus percent um, is it before tax? Uh, yes, it's uh, before tax, but we don't hold any taxes. We pay out this to our investors, and uh, the, we will provide our investors with a uh, tax report. Uh, at least not. Not for the investors outside from Estonia. For Estonian residents, we will need to hold the taxes. The income. Therefore, the company would pay. But, uh, for investors, the company, the special purpose vehicle would pay tax. No, no. Uh, in Estonian companies, it's uh, they're not obligated to pay taxes. Yeah, it's, you will only pay the tax from Estonian company if you withdraw. If you pay, if you pay that. Uh, yeah, if you pay dividends, basically you pay that. So it's holding. Tax, yeah, yeah, so you pay. We don't have any capital growth taxes, for example. And corporation tax? No corporation taxes. Well, we only. Yeah, the only taxes are hold when you pay out it to your personal account. Otherwise, uh, the residents from outside of Estonia will need to conduct their to declare their taxes themselves and their income based on their local uh, laws and regulations. In yeah. their country. It's interesting, however, that yeah. 
no, it, it helps the, the search investments. As A well. lot of people open companies in Estonia for this reason, similar to Malta, because you can just keep reinvesting without yes. incurring the tax burden unless you... Yeah, but in Malta, it's not, not tax-free, actually, but... Uh, Yes, foreigners, foreign-owned companies can benefit from low taxes. What kind of uh, updates on the financial performance do you give to the investors? Is it uh, on a yearly basis, as you said, together with the valuation reports? Yes, the valuation reports are one thing. Uh, the second thing is uh, for the rental properties, we also provide a, the SPV uh, overviews uh, quarterly. So we give them overview of the incomes, the costs, uh, and uh, also if there has been any like uh, need to keep some uh, reservation funds for some like uh, renovation works or some construction works or so on. So we try to make the investment uh, as transparent as possible and give all the information uh, about uh, the SPVs. Uh, the SPVs, the Estonian private limited companies, uh, their uh, annual reports are also public available in the government database, and we also provide these for our investors. So, we, yeah, all together, we try to make it as transparent as possible. But would the shares give any voting powers to the investors? No, we've been discussing this as well, and uh, this is something that sounds nice, but in actual world, it's, it doesn't really work since... Uh, if we give the voting rights to the investors, there might be like uh, more emotional, uh, more emotional decisions than like knowledge-based decision. We have the market knowledge, we have the experts. So when we work in the favor of our investors, so so we will always work for the best outcome regarding the investment. And uh, yeah, we 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 cannot give the voting voting rights to our investors. It's a plus and a minus, as I see it. <laughs> Yes, it is kind of we, yeah, it's, it's been on the table for us, but we've been going it through like a lot of times and, and we always end up in with the conclusion that it's not, it sounds good, but it's not going to work. No, I understand that from the practical side, <laughs> it's good, you know, for the investors to delegate their uh, voting rights um, to the management on the other hand uh, it depends on the uh, bona fide of of the uh, management company yeah it, it's in the practical world it's uh, it's not going to work this uh, same model has been tried even with a, like a small group of private investors it didn't work out really well so if we talk about we have like seven eight hundred investors per project uh, it's going to be a chaos and uh, probably the in some cases the outcome might not be the most beneficial for the investors therefore the ethics and the integrity of uh, your organization is paramount yes but uh, like if we if we make some decisions that the investors feel that are not in their favor then we're going to lose traction and uh, the platform is going to lose investors and new users as uh, some bloggers or influencers like John might uh, write a review about that. And uh, this is going to harm our business and our platform more than it's going to benefit it, benefit us. So Good. One last question from my side. Um, uh, Tanel, we have bombarded you with, with so many questions. Everything was so interesting. If I invest through your platform, would I be dependent on any particular person in your organization? If somebody, if you had to leave or your IT person had to leave, what would happen? Am, am I at risk? I mean, your, your capital is not at risk since it's tied with the, you're investing into the actual property. The collateral, in the worst, in worst case scenario, the, if the team and the, everything falls apart, then uh, the, the worst case scenario is that the collateral agents, licensed law firm will start to sell the properties on the open market to return your capital. This is the worst that can happen. But uh, otherwise, uh, I would say that, uh, of course, there are like key members of key team members in the reinvest as well who play, uh, who play a big role in the success of the uh, platform. But uh, your capital is not tied to the success of the platform. 
from my end, yeah, last question as well. So with all these platforms now in the Baltics and around Europe, why would you recommend investing in Reinvest24 over all the other platforms and the crowd estate space, crowd, uh, crowd funding space? I would say that uh, you shouldn't just choose one platform to invest into, but uh, if, if you're like choosing three platforms to invest into and all of them are working with loans in the same area, then I would say your portfolio is not very diversified. So I would highly recommend you to look into not just the platform, but the instrument that you invest into. And this is where Reinvest24 is unique. Our risk profile is totally different uh, compared to the other platforms. And uh, it will offer you great diversification, uh, especially if you're looking to invest uh, long term. As uh, rental rental real estate, like I said before, is very sustainable and and uh, it will not go away when the recession or like the corrections come. Uh, you might uh, lose a bit cash flow, but uh, altogether the real estate market in long term will recover. And while you wait wait on it, you will still receive your monthly income. And as a follow up question, if one had ten thousand euro to invest as an investor. <clears throat> Would you recommend his credits, say, 1,000 in each property you publish or use some other criteria to invest it in your platform? Well, yeah, we have the minimum 100 euros, uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, in any other platform that works with loans, I would recommend you to you know, keep, keep the investment slow and try to invest as much uh, as much diversify as much as possible but uh, on our platform i would say with that kind of risk profile you can invest bigger amounts if you have ten thousand to invest uh, since it will if you're looking to invest one thousand per project it will the cash track will be there to harm your yield uh, since we don't have that kind of flow of properties yet uh, so i would recommend you to invest a bigger sum into properties and uh, do your due diligence. Don't just look into the numbers that we provide, but look into all the information that we also provide. And if you run into any questions, then feel free to contact us and we will give you some more details about this. So make your due diligence and don't just um, play the numbers game. Yeah, I think one thing I talk about <clears throat> on my blog is, okay, there's a hundred euro minimum, but who's gonna spend hours in due diligence for investing 100 euro. Like there's this uh, balance that you have to keep within, keep things within reason. No? Yeah, the 100 euro minimum doesn't mean that you, this is the, like also the maximum that you invest, right? Uh, just uh, to, in the early days when the platform is still young, we need to like welcome all investors and, you know, many investors, they, they, they don't have the trust straight away. So, we let them to test it out with just 100 euro investment. and Yeah, that's how I started, actually. I was investing 100 euro here and there with uh, other platforms as well. And I spent the first year investing, just investing these things, just to have exposure to many different projects and countries. And that's how I learned how everything works. Uh, so with a little budget, a small budget, I was able to learn how all these different types of investments and countries work. And now I can feel confident to investing more. Yeah, I would say that uh, if you have your skin in the game, you will learn of much faster if you have your, your money in the game as well, right? If like you're just looking, you're thinking to just observe it for a while, you're probably not going to be so focused and you're not so motivated to keep the eye on all the updates and uh, do your due diligence and so on. So like if you have your skin game, skin in the game, even if it's just 100 euros, you're probably more motivated and interested uh, to keep track on the investment and keep track on the platform as well. Tanel, I have two other questions that I, I was thinking about. <laughs> um, yes, please. Uh, are the projects that you are uh, featuring in your website still open for investment or they are fully financed? There, at the moment, there is just one property that's not fully funded, but it's at 88% already, so it's going to be funded uh, quite fast. We have uh, three properties on the pipeline at the moment. We just got the fourth one actually today, 
that looked really interesting. So we're looking to add, we need to add uh, in the upcoming weeks, one of them, but we don't want to compromise the quality of the properties by rushing it. So we're rather like being, we would rather stay conservative and there might be some period where at least that on this year that we don't have for some short period of property you can invest into. But at the same time, yeah, we don't want to compromise the quality of the properties by rushing it and just providing some something to invest into. We want to make sure that the investment is safe and will uh, benefit our investors long term. My last question is a bit indiscreet. We have been talking about returns to the investors. What is your return, actually? How, how do you get your return? For the plan? <laughs> What's in for you? Well, I actually invest... Uh, I actually invest into all the properties as well, and I get salary obviously as well. And uh, but but reinvest as a company is a very long term project. So our our business model is based on performance mostly, and we need to grow our user base. We need to grow our portfolio, the properties that we operate uh, to become profitable. So it's a it's a very long term game, and uh, at, at this moment it's. Uh, on my 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 personal interest also to invest into these properties as i don't have the capital to purchase them by myself and i can also participate as a, a crowdfunding investor into in these properties yeah but i'm sure you get a salary and then you recharge your salary and your colleague's salary to the various spvs no mm, not from the spvs we we're, we're pretty well funded by real estate agency that's one of the crowdfund one of the founders one of the co-founders of us so we don't have that problem and uh, since we started we had this uh, understanding that this is a long-term game and we're not going to, the company is not going to probably be profitable in some period of time so we all already uh, like planned that reserve fund yeah at this stage it's my interest is the, to co-invest and of course the salary and to grow the platform, to to make the business pro profitable in the longer term. Good. Um, thank you from my side. It was very interesting, um, very professional, very pleasant as well. <laughs> it was nice talking to you and to share with John uh, all these thoughts about your platform. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, same words to me. Uh, it was uh, really interesting to talk to someone who's really experience with the traditional ways of investing into real estate and uh, go through some of the, these aspects that are not so obvious for you as you're not uh, that familiar with the crowdfunding yet. Uh, so yes, thank you for that. Thank you for the interesting questions. Thank you, Tanel. Uh, where can people reach out to you and where can they check out the new project? Uh, so uh, new projects, reinvest24.com, sign up as a user. You will be automatically signed up for the newsletter as well. We will notify you when we publish a new uh, property. And you can also reach me through my email, tunnel at reinvest24.com. Excellent. Thank you very much, Tanel. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Mastermind.fm. If you liked what you heard in today's episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your feedback encourages us to keep producing the kind of content that you have come to rely on for your own entrepreneurial journey. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to cover on the show, send it to us through our website or via email at podcast at mastermind.fm or even connect with us on Twitter at mastermind.fm. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a fantastic week.